Only Jared is sticking with the backgrounds. Well, it's because you're a monster. Stick to my craft. What? Okay, this it's. I'm going to love this Miami Heat loss so much because this is our episode for December 4th of this year. Also, it's run it's for like, like months after all the year fact. Long. But I think that um, you have to be uh, you have to be called into accord here because if Miami wins a preseason game and you just happen to watch the game, you will blow up our thread, be it on Silver Center, Silver Cinema, or whatever, talking about the glory of the city of Miami. Yes, but if they lose, we don't speak of it at all. Yes, I'm an emotional <laughs> bitch. Go ahead. I think that's good. I love Play my sports. Clip. I love my hometown. <laughs> just, I'm an emotional <laughs> bitch. He just wanted it on I record. It. I, I fully admit Play it. the I uh, play the trailer. I'm un. <laughs> been this week on Silver Cinema. That's the whole episode. <laughs> you ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands, ask him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. All those having business with this general court martial, stand forward and you shall be heard. The facts of the case are these. On midnight of September 6th, the accused entered the barracks room of their platoon mate. They woke him up, tied his arms and legs with tape, forced a rag into his throat. A few minutes later, a chemical reaction caused his lungs to begin bleeding. He drowned in his own blood and was pronounced dead at 37 minutes past midnight. Do you think Santiago was murdered? Private Santiago is dead, and that is a tragedy. But he is dead because he had no code. He is dead because he had no honor. And God was watching. How do you feel about that theory? Sounds good to me. I'll knock it all down to involuntary manslaughter. No deal. We're going to court. No, you're not. Why not? Because you'll lose. You want to investigate me? Roll the dice and take your chances. I eat breakfast 300 yards from 4,000 Cubans who were trained to kill me. So don't think for one second you can come down here, flash a badge, and make me nervous. Your men follow orders or people die. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You! If this case is handled in the same fast food, slick-ass, Persian Bazaar manner which you seem to handle everything else, then something's going to get missed. In the heart of the nation's capital, in a courthouse of the United States government, one man will stop at nothing to keep his honor. And one will stop at nothing to find the truth. Open. Gaping. So we're talking uh, (laughs) a few good men here. And uh, I added this one on the schedule, even though it did not open on December 4th. I think it like premiered or something, but... Um, the post. This is part of the good movie enrichment to the uh, (laughs) catalog that you felt like you needed to do. And (laughs) in fairness to me, the post Thanksgiving uh, weekend is usually dead. There's a lot of stuff for that holiday and a lot of stuff for Christmas. So to get some of the you know better movies, I did, however, have to besmirch uh, Hiro's uh, uh, idol of the '80s, uh, Eddie Murphy, 
Uh, he did have a new release that was originally on the schedule, The Distinguished Gentleman. Um, apparently it tanked, opened fourth, and it was the only new release. I've seen that. Home Alone 2, Bodyguard, and Aladdin. I've never seen it. I don't even think I've seen a clip reference to The Distinguished Gentleman, so uh, I'll let Hiro say his piece here. Did we make a mistake by going with a classic? Um, for sober cinema, possibly. You know what I mean? Because, uh, full disclosure, this is like top ten of all time for me. This is... In the stratosphere. A few good men, not the distinguished oh, A few good men. And I've seen the su- okay. distinguished gentleman. <laughs> I've seen. Who <laughs> knows? The question has to be asked because I, I have no idea what you're going to mm-hmm. say. Is there anything wrong with Eddie Murphy's hands? No. He's a hilarious, talented <laughs> man. It's just, it's, it's a funny movie. How many it's boomerangs okay movie, <laughs> do you give this? not like a top 10 of all time sort of thing. A few good men could be difficult to talk about, even though you have mentioned. To me, more being galactically stupid, and you've mentioned the gay slur. Well, no, uh, no, no. You baited me. You have baited me to drop that clip in many episodes. You threatened it to begin with. Thus, I keep dragging, trying to pull it out of you. So let's mm. let's let's keep but the, the timeline correct. But I probably will for this episode because I can mm. be like, hey, selective memory. Hey, <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. When you clicked play. You knew there would be a gay slur on this of. All the clips I can play, I would hone in on that you one. Download Sober Cinema, you're getting some gay shit. <laughs> That's what you're going with? Well, we're coming <laughs> off of the crying game, I guess. I mean, I don't know. We all liked it. At least I thought we did until the end when Hyro said it was gay trash. Yeah, gay bash. <laughs> Thank you, James. Correction. Yeah. <laughs> Few good men. All right, so this is the top ten all time mm. uh, for Hyro. I would say... So on uh, a failed podcast I did with Dave, we did a month on Rob Reiner, who, uh, at least in our circles, I know Hiro and I have had this conversation numerous times. I don't know if he remembers it. Uh, we have compared uh, Rob Reiner for a brief moment in the sun to like uh, Hitchcock or Scorsese as far as just hitting every pitch, no matter like, and probably in a different way, maybe some would say more impressive than the Scorsese or Hitchcock in various genres too. He did this. He did it with the rom-com for When Harry Met Sally. Um, a thriller slash horror movie with Misery. A few Good Men, courtroom drama. Like, just all over the place. Um, kind of failing the sort of auteur theory, but he just was by, making classics. By, popcorn classics. By a moment in the right. sun, you mean about 11 years. What do you mean 11 years? 11 years. I'll go from uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, Stand by Me, yeah. Princess Bride, Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men. Okay, I think you're a, skipping over a couple. Yeah, I, I skipped over. Wasn't there like a s- no. sex comedy? Which, which I, I, I loved and you didn't like. Is it the sure thing? Yeah, I really liked it. I think I like. I think I like that one. Okay, so I like. You it. didn't listen to the episode I did with Dave. I thought I did it with you, or maybe it was I was on there. I know I watched it for like a podcast of some sort. Uh, and then uh, America President. That's eleven years. Okay. Yes. All right. You know what? I'll, since you and I both like that sex comedy, even though we don't remember ever discussing it, I stand corrected. So, yes, over a decade, and then the drop-off happens somewhere after oh, yeah. the American president. And after that goes yeah. uh, Ghosts of Mississippi. Um, I'll skip over the, the documentaries. Story of Us, Alex and Emma, The Bucket List, The Magic of Belle Isle, and So It Goes, Being Charlie LBJ. Wow, this is bad. Ever heard of any of these, Jude? I've not heard of any of these. After, after, literally, after a few good men, I am pretty much in the dark with the most American of this. president. You haven't like, seen 
I've not seen that one. Oh, no. that's a good one. You really should check it out. The Bucket List I've seen. That's uh, yeah, I've heard of Bucket List, but I've not seen it. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, he fell off. So, a few good men. I'm interested. Uh, what is our different point of attack to this one? What's our different take? Because I think Hiro initially <laughs> How can we get at each other? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? What more is there to say about something? I assume all three of us really like. This is one of those things I watch every couple of years just for pure pleasure. So I've I've seen it, you know, fifty times or something yeah, at this point. Same. I'll to me more. Would do you want to hate on women? I'll give you something. You usually do. Um, okay. I am on board with Colonel Jessup. I think he did the right thing. Oh, you're doing the whiplash oh. thing, or you say J.K. Simmons right. was right? Yeah, same thing. Because he ordered them to like uh, physically assault him. He didn't order them to kill, right? He just he's training, <laughs> and in the military that is a thing, like. You've got the weak link in the chain that's breaking the chain of command. That's weak cat in the platoon. All this stuff, and especially in this era, would you say in the old days you, there was some physical uh, assaulting, some some punishment dealt out um, by your by your team members. It wasn't by like a senior cat. It's like yeah, go whoop this cat's out, get him in line. So I know you didn't see the full sequence on Tubi, but would you say that Harvey Cattell is using? Him jerking off in front of teenage girls is a teaching moment that you don't steal their dad's car and you get a code red, ladies. Code red. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with uh, whatever it is, Lieutenant Dawson saying they should have stood up for the week and not <laughs> whip his ass mm. till he dies. <laughs> mm. Mm. They didn't know he had a heart condition, man. It was an accident. They put a ball gag in his mouth or whatever, like a rag, you know. It could have happened in uh, in one of the clubs that was uh, in Bad Lieutenant. I'm just glad you didn't say, you know, that Tom Cruise probably. <laughs> we learned it from Tom. <laughs> Tom brought some of his paraphernalia on set. <laughs> this is interesting. So uh, how, you know, the people in the, the military that you – uh, served with how did they see uh this movie and is there like i guess a sub question is there something that maybe is not seen as a classic sort of military movie that uh guys really enjoy like I, there's the one that i, I know jared will get i don't really remember the, the movie plot but uh basic with john travolta i just remember the oh, commercials oh. and the trailer where he's like am i scratching your surface now and jared <laughs> Jared, who has an undying hatred for John Travolta, just losing his mind every time Sam Jackson in that played. Sam Jackson. Does he have a cape? Yes. He does kind of have like a. What yeah, the fuck is that he, cape? So not that one. That's what you're saying. That did not go over well. Jarhead. Like, is is there something else that's not as held in the high esteem as Fugue Men that is looked upon favorably? Uh, what's the one with? Uh... Gosh, a uh, British dude. He climbs. There's a wall. He refuses to carry the weapon. Came out like four or five years ago. Um, Are you talking about the Mel Gibson one? He, he directed the, it. Andrew Garfield? Yeah, Andrew Garfield. The, uh, is, pacifist? Yes. That one. Yes. I'm, yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah. That one's I think ridiculous. we're on shaky ground going to like, yeah, the, the Mel Gibson joint. That's the Let's one. Let's bring that, it in here. I do think Mel Gibson's on. Next week, I think we're doing a Mel Gibson movie, Forever Young, which I've never seen. I've never seen it either. I had it recorded on my tapes, oh. but I never saw it. Is that the tape you're going to be using? 
for for sober cinema do you dig out your basic cable vhs tapes of 92 <laughs> i really wish i had my v- boner jams <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is man oh no i won't tell that story that's, that's a bad one come on oh you can't go. say that okay. and then uh, he just he wants to chase oh no no, no. i just mm, i was just trying you little re- slut i can't say something <laughs> like that i would never tell that story so you know how oh, the tapes on, are Hiro. recordable okay. like you record over them right like you could reuse the yes. tapes back in there unless you brought a little tab take that little tab a little yeah. tab out right yeah. so at the time i was uh i had a girlfriend and she allowed me to to film uh certain things so we had a good time filmed it up right but I, when when I like we were talking about it, she was like, "Okay, let's do it." Um, I didn't have a tape handy, <laughs> so anyways, I go in there and I didn't have your prep work was terrible, private, <laughs> right? So I had like, wait, a, did you introduce the taping idea or did she? I don't remember. I don't know she was down because if you introduced it, then yeah, you really are stupid. If you're like, you know what we ought to do, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> I was half cocked, <laughs> got a fun VHS cassette. <laughs> I never thought you'd say yes. God damn it! Hold on, <laughs> shuffling papers. Give or take around this time zone, right? So it was like those big cameras that look like fucking Marty. Oh yeah, like the fucking shoulder cannons, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a giant fucking steady cam. Yeah, but uh, so the, the, so I didn't have like I didn't label it or nothing like that, right? It was just a tape. My dad, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great tape, though. I mean, it was, great. It was, it was a- Rate my performance, father. Um, <laughs> you show me my technique. Give me some pointers, pups. Yeah, it, the tape disappeared. Um, <laughs> come to find out, uh, my, uh, I think like Columbia was playing on. My dad's Colombian. Uh, was playing in the World Cup or something like that. There was a big game, whatever, and he wanted to to put it in there. And uh, I, I don't know if you watched it before he recorded over it or if he did record over it or what happened, but uh, we never yeah. spoke of it. So he, did, he didn't want to tape over Forever Young. He's like, oh, if it's Forever Young, I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm just imagining the soccer game ends and the whole family's in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and just here. <laughs> and of course, that camera ain't moving, so it could be like just my hairy That's butt or thing. something, you know? Right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, oh. I've never participated in that particular sex act, but that's always what stuck with me is it's not like you're uh, paying like uh, a full team to come over and get different angles or to move it around. So it's just lighting a right? No. Static stationary thing where probably man ass is just yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke on Sunday where they're like Dennis always is the joke is they always tapes his sexual conquest and Max like that's ah, not that great all you see is like ball sack and then ass <laughs> jumping up and down. So you, I, you gotta be cognizant. So instead of instead of turning the camera, you turn your body to be in the right position of the camera. Like we're gonna no, do so this thing. Oh, tell American me about it, Larry Saka. Flint. Yeah, I'm a professional. I'm an artist. You, you, you've heard my podcast. Flexing for the camera. Oh. You will be clean, wife. <laughs> oh. Welcome to our episode on a few good men. That's yep. we're now 13 minutes in. I think not I started with. It. Do you want to hate on Demi more? And uh, yeah, here we are. There you go. Better than the juice I'm not story. Hate on. <laughs> That's, That's way better than the juice. Yes, story. it is. Way better. Uh, yeah, young love there. Uh, young book. Young Colombian book. soccer. Um, all right. So I mentioned on the Reservoir Dogs episode uh, that, you know, the dialogue is a bit much to get around. You know, Kevin Smith, similar thing. Aaron Sorkin, I would say, would fit into that. It's very, very theatrical. Like, everyone's, they've got, you've got the best fucking speeches. You know, yeah. speechifying to one another back and forth. 
I don't think it's unfair to say that Demi Moore is not the first one that I would have in mind as far as uh, going to be in an Aaron Sorkin uh, scripted joint. That being said, though, um, I don't know if they altered it in any way from the stage play or you know Rob Reiner, the way they cut around it. I actually don't think, you know, upon rewatch, Demi Moore is that bad. She's not that bad. I think she's... Mm-hmm. I think they, uh, you know, they limit her reaction to just being disgusted and disturbed that this fucking idiot Tom Cruise uh, is going to have these two young men, young men's lives uh, in the palm of his ignorant hands. So I, I think that's fine, just for her to just be disappointed with the shenanigans in play for the most part. She took a thankless job. Yes, very thankless. Cruise gets to be to show his ass. Yeah, Cruise time. is the star. Uh, Kevin yeah. Pollock, Kevin Bacon, and Demi Moore. God bless you, because your whole job is to make Tom Cruise look better, essentially, in this movie. Hard to do. I think Kevin Pollack, though, is pretty, is pretty natural for the Sorkin dialogue. I think I think he's... Everybody's pretty grounded. Like, it's fits. not like... You know, the one criticism that I would give the movie is the actual trial content isn't, like, great. Like, it's, as far as, like, technical... You're talking about until you get to Jack? Until Jack I mean, shows up? it's a lot of theater, you know what I mean? Like, the whole trial hinges on getting Jack mad enough to just admit what he did. It's not like a I got you moment with some sort of uh, evidence or anything. It's just, let's see if I can piss Jack off enough to where he loses his it, mind. Admittedly, there's no tension there, right? Like, you know, no. seeing a theater. You watch it the first time, you know, Jack will go off. Jack's and you want to shown see enough. You want to see him go yeah. off. He gave his tail away whenever, you know, in, in Gitmo or whatever. So, yeah. And what scene would that be, Jared? The clip that you, you please recite it, Jared. Play. Uh, he said something about his suit, there, boy. I can't say that shit during like this those, month for sure. Like those, the whites. <laughs> well, it's not gonna, something about white suits. <laughs> it's not going to air in June, Jared. It doesn't matter. We're time stamping it. I'm, ta- I'm telling you right now, it's during Pride Month. <laughs> it's airing for Christmas. <laughs> give us the goods. We're still talking about the NBA that. playoffs. Don't you chastise me. You know, I had these, this big plan to do like a sober mm. cinema blowout, right? Where it's like, we're going to get like fucking years ahead and we're just going to have this one year where we Street's just drop ahead. a massive yeah. amount of episode. And then I've listened back to some of these. I'm like, how fucking stupid is that? We're going to be talking about a fucking baseball game that happens with the Marlins and the Brewers from four years prior and giving Hiro <laughs> shit about it. We can't be trusted to get that far mm. in advance. No. Because we, we just can't. We, so, the Will Smith yeah, slap, we'll you there. know, all these timestamps and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's usually for three or four episodes <laughs> interconnected. Which was all recorded in one night. <laughs> and then we forget the same yeah. day. seven days later. <laughs> yeah, we're not good at this. Oh, damn, man. They're still talking about Harvey Cattell's dick. What's going on with him weeks later? No. This it's is, like you know. they sit and record batches of these. Mm-hmm. So tiny. I I don't know <laughs> if there's I don't know if there's a uh, uh maybe the score. Not not to get too nerdy no, here. Dude, the, the score's, score's awesome. Scores a little overbearing. It's super, uh, uh, like... Especially when uh, J.T. Walsh is sad and thinking about killing himself. Yeah. It's got that, like, classic 90s, like, lawyer, mm-hmm. like, The Firm, mm-hmm. and these... Mm-hmm. The Firm's got a crazy score, but it, it's very of its, of its era. Um, this is, like... Anything I say is, like, I'm very, like, <clears throat> very small nitpicky. Like, I still consider this, like... One of the, like the the list of quintessential courtroom uh, yeah. movies, like like I'm not like like shitting on it full core, you know, hardcore or anything. I'm just saying if I had to pick something, that was just you know, 
Did you like Tom Cruise having one black friend at the magazine stand? Was that forced? I'm just an everyman <laughs> kind of banter with just your your average sort of blue collar worker just trying to make I don't stuff like that's a little which and it's just there so he can have a moment later uh with JT Walsh. You know, he can have some reason that it sort of ties into it. See, I like the I like the Tom Cruise Kevin Bacon relationship. You know, they're they're yes. They're obviously in like intramural sports of some sort, mm-hmm. and the shit talking. You know, they talk shit to each other um, over sports, over beer, whatever. But it just it when one gets on the defensive, especially Tom Cruise, he gets really personal about uh, you know Kevin Bacon's sporting goods. He's always he's always fucking interrupting too. I, I agree with you there. I think Tom Cruise. I'm trying to think of a movie where he is. <laughs> he's ever been realistically able to portray chit chat with a common man. He's much more to go back to one of our other episodes. I, I gleefully uh, reacted to Steve Martin thinking that he was seeing poor people at his house. And I feel like that's <laughs> Tom Cruise. And he's seeing where he's like at the, you know, the magazine stand trying to talk to somebody. It's like, uh, what does a poor think? How do, how do I smile at the poor? So <laughs> he, he doesn't even stab me. He speaks to the guy in like riddles, like in, yes. Right. He's mm-hmm. not having a conversation. He's, He's either yelling at you, he's riddling at you, he's something, you know. It, it, I remember Jive Talk on the Street. This is what I'll use. <laughs> okay, okay, there we go. There's the melody. You know, sometimes Hyro, as, as a host, I have to set little traps, and I'm like, what content can we provide? <laughs> that's what we're recording. Bring up the one black guy that's in there for about 45 seconds. Jer- I'm acting like Tom Cruise. I'm just being satirical. I'm not actually, mm. I, yeah, it's terrible. Course. And there's other there's other black characters. Come on, uh, Hiro, the guys like, on the stand know, the murdered. Yeah, the one that murdered yeah. young the murderer. Criminal. Hey, Luther. Admiral, how's the big case going? This is grindstone. No flies on you. Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Well, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Say that again. It ain't over till the, the fat, fat lady, lady sings. sings. Walked into that one. <gasps> oh, Jesus Christ! left the door unlocked. You scared the shit out of me. Just keep driving. Are you aware you're under subpoena? Yes. I'm also aware that the lives of two Marines are in your hands. If there was something I could do about that, I would. But since I can't, all I can do is help you, Lieutenant. What do you know? I know everything. Was it a code red? Yes. Did Kendrick give the order? Yes. Did you witness it? I didn't need it. Did you witness it? No. Then how do you know? I know. Yeah, you know shit. He was never going to be transferred off that base. Jessup was going to keep him on the base. He said he wanted him trained. You've got the transport. It's got your signature. I know. I signed him the morning you arrived in Cuba, five days after Santiago died. I'm going to get you a deal, some kind of immunity with the prosecutor. In about four days, you're going to appear as a witness of defense, and you're going to tell the court exactly what you told me. So right now, I'm going to check you into a motel, and we are going to start from the beginning. I don't want a deal, and I don't want immunity. I want you to know that I'm proud neither of what I have done 
or what I am doing. So by the end of it, do you root for Nicholson to get away with it? It's like, uh, see, you're saying get away with it. The terminology is incorrect to be vindicated for his excellent leadership of running a mm. a well-knit combat arms unit. So do you hold anything against him as far as playing into Tom Cruise and his not-so-subtle ruse to get him to yes, blow up? Because that seems like a failing. I, so yeah. he's guilty of obviously covering shit up. He's usually like, look, we ordered, ordered the code red and these dudes overdid mm. it or didn't know he had a heart So you're saying blow up from the beginning. Yeah. Saying, I'm right. Here's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And look, I did it, you know, I, I, yeah, I, awful uh, cowardly to try and cover it up there, Jack, Colonel. Just admit what you did. Yeah, that's what he should have done. But instead, he just you know tries to cover it up, tries to play God, edit the logs. You know, Markinson loses his life. Just sad. Just admit to it. You were doing good training, Jack. Good training. <laughs> to the sickly cardio. <laughs> And chapter him out. They got the heart condition. <laughs> and chapter his ass out if he can't hang, you know? Can't. Got to teach him. Where does this apply? I mentioned Whiplash. Is there other movies where, like, I don't know if it's, like, a sports movie or something where, like, in Varsity Blues, are you a pro-John Voight guy as well? No, because he's causing injury by uh, giving them the injections and forcing them to do crazy things and, and risking their careers. Thinking, how about What the- about the kid with the heart condition here? He, there was unknown. The doctor messed it up. He gave him a weird, clean bill of health. <laughs> hey, man, we go by what's on the record. Hiro oh, Nicholson dancing through the raindrops here. No, no, no. I mean, That's the book, baby. I'm pulling out the record. The record says that the doctor gave him a clean bill of health. A doctor. The doctor says you're good to go. Oh. Cool. It's a doctor's fault. Dumbass. Lawyer Hiro. Uh, you can't handle the truth, Jared. <laughs> So you're saying that John Voight in Varsity Blues is in the wrong. Yes, because he's he's willingly injecting them with crap to, to, to go out there and injure themselves. So you're looking at there can be abuse as long as there's a long-term positive as opposed to uh, there's going to be long-term repercussions for this, for this short-term game. You're saying Nicholson is looking at if I can carve this guy and mold him into something in the long term, if he gets through this, he'll be better off for it. Absolutely. It just so happens. Yeah. Okay. He was unaware of the man's ailment. <laughs> was he? No. That's that's on the stand. That's on the record. Oh, I fucked up. I gave him a clean bill of health. Didn't envision this episode going <laughs> to defending one of the I'm fictional just, characters. <laughs> hey, man. I've, I told you it's a favorite movie of mine. I studied this bad boy. <laughs> I think it's funny that coming through. Hiro didn't give me that much pushback when I was talking about what a riot Harvey Keitel is as a bad lieutenant. Like, <laughs> I love this guy. He's great. Like, Hiro did not cross-examine me. He just, he just let it go. Um, yeah, I don't know if Nicholson here is totally, totally clean. No, he's not. He, he did the cover-up and all that stuff, right? The cover-up. I mean, is- even before the cover-up, I think, I don't know. Like, this whole, like, even your weakest link can become like something greater. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, that's just not going to just cut the guy. Just if he wants to go home, just let him go home. Um, so in the military, I mean, uh, just you try to, you, you take up to a point, you know, you try to, you try to better them because a lot of people feel that way. Like they, they go to the military and like, we had guys like th- there's a, there's a piece of, of when you go to the basic training, it's, it's called reception. It's where you go like 
there, there's no like real true physical exertion or no yelling a little bit but it's very mild where you get your uniform your haircut your boots your medical your retirement all that crap it takes it takes about a week we had cats like just falling out at that point like you know they haven't had the is it just from separation anxiety or like all what, sorts what is of happening shit there? just dumb shit like hmm. people are just not cut out for it or you know they're just but those same people, they just kind of keep pushing them through the system. They end up being, like, strong. You know, you, they break you down and they build you back up. And some make it, some don't. But the, the the percentage is much higher of those that do. So, like, I'm like, that's the, that's the mentality he pushed on him. He he tried really hard to make this do better. You know, he gave him a little, like, tough love. And it just happened that uh, he was allergic to dirty socks. Could the argument be made <laughs> that <laughs> Nicholson... Where he's not uh, hands-on and trying to push these people, that he doesn't really have the best assessment level as the guys that are actually like alongside him. So, I mean, he, he's a colonel, right? So he's an 06. So he's about like four or five echelons above him. So he's got he's taking the the assessment of like multiple peoples in the chain of chain of command. He's way detached. Kiefer Sutherland looks like a very trustworthy fellow. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, part of, a lot of a big part of it is on Kiefer. Kiefer's a little excessive with it. Lieutenant <laughs> Kendrick, may I call you John? No, you may not. Have I done something to offend you? No, I like all you Navy boys. Every time we got to go someplace to fight, you fellas always give us a ride. Lieutenant Kendrick, do you think Santiago was murdered? Commander, I believe in God and his son, Jesus Christ. Because I do, I can say this. Private Santiago is dead, and that is a tragedy. But he is dead because he had no code. He is dead because he had no honor. And God was watching. How do you feel about that theory? Sounds good. Let's move on. Are you planning on doing any investigating, or are you just going to take the guided tour? I'm pacing myself. What point in Kiefer's career did he go? Because he's he's clearly like a villain in like the Lost Boys, but he's kind of like a cool villain, sexy villain. I think is the the better term. I mean, he's a, actually this is a weird point where I know we're talking about men here. Um, yeah, not really into blonde dudes. Doesn't really do it for me. White and blonde, no. That's unless it's Brad I don't know Pitt. if he's I don't know if he's skinny enough. Well, I mean Brad Pitt. Come on, Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. It's an outlier. Um. But, like, at what point did he just start playing creeps? Because this part feels <laughs> small for Kiefer Sutherland in 92. And th- isn't he, like, the voice in, like, phone booth? Isn't he? I mean, he's the racist leader in A Time to Kill. Like, he's, like, yes. you know, eighth down. Yeah. When did that, why did that start? Like, where he just, he was no longer, like, the, you know, second or third guy. Julia Roberts that, cuckolding him? That'd have to be Hiro. Thought you were talking movie history here. <laughs> I'm I was label. setting up a cuckolding story, and I just thought, oh, Hiro's going to be all over this. No? No. She did marry Lyle Lovett, but she left Kiefer Sutherland at the altar. Oh, God. How terrible. That's pretty ego shattering. <laughs> <laughs> but she did leave him for Jason Patrick, so, I mean, there's that. That's better. That's better. But she followed through with Lyle Lovett. Then- but with you, she was looking for anyone else, any dick standing nearby. And then married a, uh, and then married like the cameraman. I'm not gonna knock that because I don't know. I'm assuming it's an improvement over Lyle Lovett. I assume. God, I hope so. Jesus. <laughs> I know you guys don't like Julie Roberts, but come on. I love her. Mm. I think she's great. So what's her physical deformity? 
unhinge your jaw and fucking swallow you. <laughs> Jared, that's high rose material. I can't believe you jumped into that cesspool inside there. I think she's great. <laughs> fucking cannonball into massage. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm a big fan of Julia. <laughs> big fan. Some, something about that quiet. <laughs> just, <laughs> the music is playing now. I don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a weird batch of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> I don't know. It's just this whole felt weird to say. I only bad lieutenant was because I was very positive. I was very enthusiastic. What a hero he was! You went to full gay bashing or trans bashing or whatever you were doing. Nope, nope. And now attacking the military. What would what would? If anything, I was just mildly racist during the crying game. I had nothing but positive things to say about the queer community. Fair enough. The black community, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're still out. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> we'll save that for next February. <laughs> We're doing June right now, goddammit. Everybody's June time on their... coming up. Oh, shit. It is. Uh, gotta share them. <laughs> Someone at uh, my, my boss at work was like, oh, shit, are we getting Juneteenth off? I was like, isn't that... A Sunday, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna like go out of their way to try to observe it the following day." But I say it's it's a monumental step that people are getting Martin Luther King off now mm-hmm. with this country. <laughs> Is that federal, Hiro? Is Juneteenth yeah. federal? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, all right, Hiro, you look sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got it now. <laughs> Have luck at work tomorrow. This was me last Thursday. Nah, just... <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. What? Come back. We'll, we'll make sure to record everything. <laughs> <laughs>